Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the PPC Chat Roundup. In today's episode, we have Julie I'm taking us on another great topic. This week, we are going to be talking about competition, how to analyze it and thrive in PPC. Now, of course, I do have to reference PPC Live UK at some point. So I'm going to start very early, right off the bat, about how we, not too long ago, especially when I did my first talk and at PPC Live UK, and I'm not going to do another one for a while, but we talked about the new roles of a paid search manager and right now more than ever we need to keep on top of competition knowing exactly who our competitors are and doing competition analysis and audience research and knowing the crossovers of our audiences and other people that might not even might something like I might not even think of as a competitors so like you know watching tv media taking in media now youtube is a competitor of netflix which is competitor of you know terrestrial tv you wouldn't have really thought about that ages ago but it's the lot of that crossover has started happening as the industry continues to mature so we'll talk about how to manage that um, how to notify how to do the research in terms of who our competitors are and how to thrive in the middle of high comp- competition all right let's go Hello and a warm welcome to this episode of the PPC Chat Roundup, a podcast where I round up the Twitter discussion that happens on Tuesdays at 5 p.m. GMT. I'm your host, Anu, and I'm recording from my studio. Huh, correction, not from my studio in London, UK this week. So this week we have another you know, recording out of home at, uh, in St. Albans this time at my brother's place. But yeah, I'll be back in London, UK next week. It's just an hour out. So yeah, when I'm here, it's not quite that I traveled far. But yeah, I use this platform to share not just expert, but also my ideas and considered best practices about paid media and the direction the digital industry is going in. So if you want to keep up to date with my tips and tricks in the industry and get the latest on the podcast that has been called your go-to, if you don't make it to the PPC chat live discussions, and even if you do, then like, follow, share, retweet on that's right, Twitter with my handle for Marketing Anu or join us on our LinkedIn group, which is the PPC Chat Roundup podcast. Or if you're on Instagram, check us out on PPC Chat underscore Roundup to get quotes and snippets from previous episodes. So yeah, we have Julie taking us on another you know, paid search primed topic, talking about competition. In the previous chat, we talked about how CPCs are rising, meaning more competition, more competitors getting into the, into the space, especially since COVID times. We've really ramped up digital activity, things that can happen online, online shopping, you know, online access to services like online call centers, loads of things that are online. So loads of more paid search advertising can be done to direct people to online websites and online products and online services and especially with Q4 being one of the most competitive times especially for retail companies with things like off the top of my head Halloween also Black Friday (laughs) Christmas (laughs) the big one loads of shopping time so yeah knowing how to recognize your competition and knowing how to win against them is really important before we get into the questions as usual Julie goes this chat is intended for PPC professionals of all levels if you have something you want to share please do we are a friendly and supportive community please don't be afraid to participate lurkers and listeners of the podcast are of course always welcome to 
So yeah, let's get straight into the questions. I think there are about five questions this time, so get ready for five questions to go through. She starts off with, is analyzing the competitive landscape something you do for your clients or brand? If so, how often do you do an analysis? And yeah, loads of people interested in that question. Rosh goes, if you're not keeping an eye on new or old competitors, you will lose share of voice and market share. So we are monitoring competitors closely to understand what they are doing or or you can let pmax adjust that and his response to that pmax only works for ecom and with a big budget yeah most of the things that google produces only works with a big budget luna responds yes yes almost always in the research phase as a precursor to strategy or campaign setup we use google's auction insights as well as third party tools like SEMrush for competitive analysis and as goes competitive analysis is something I like to use on the outside on the outset to get the strategy in place when campaigns are running we sometimes see unexplainable external effects which will trigger new competitive deep dives deep dives but we don't do them systematically Diana Alina responds yes we analyze the competitive landscape on a regular basis Online Advertising Academy goes, yes, this should be done regularly, usually monthly, sometimes quarterly, depending on size of account. Steve Gibson goes, yes, I don't have a lot of client turnover, so I don't do them often. I don't know. I wouldn't say, well, he says he don't do, doesn't do them often. He, doesn't say, he didn't say he doesn't do them at all. But I want, I'd love to understand what not often is because even having the same clients, knowing new clients in the space, knowing new people and new things that could be pushing up your CPCs is important to keep an eye on. Julia Weiss also, also responds saying, yes, all the time. I'm lucky to work with clients who do a lot of this themselves as well. Julie responds saying competitive analysis is absolutely something I do both at the start of working with a new client and on a quarterly base basis as things can change quickly and I want to know before the client brings it up absolutely we have Robert Brady responding saying that yes it's a quarterly or biannually kind of thing unless performance goes wacky and we can't explain it by what we've done in the account itself we also then have Lawrence Chase responding saying, yes, understanding your market is very important as well as shifts in the market. I feel like in well-managed managed accounts, this is a big task, task at first, then becomes something you monitor going forward, watching for new players and shifts. Dougar Thomas responds saying, competitive analysis is an ongoing process. You do it in the initial discussions. You do it when starting a campaign. You do it when performance changes without other reason. John Kagan, hey, John Kagan joining on time this time. Thank you, John. <laughs> Going, yes, we do. Unless there is a specific request, we do a high level analysis monthly and a granular one quarterly. We then have Julie taking us on to question two going, are there any tools you like to use when performing competitive analysis for PPC? Yeah, even much more answers to this. So get ready to take down Twitter handles, especially I'll try to make sure I'm clear what Twitter handle I'm giving. Greg starts us off saying optimizers, auction insights, visualizer. So there's OPTM YZR, so that's optimizers, auction insight visualizer. And yeah, there's a link to that, which I'll also add to the show notes. Greg goes, I'd also mentioned Google's ad transparency. Google's ad transparency to see the ad copy and creative they're running. Oh, interesting. They have that. I need to keep track of that as well. Another link 
I will share, although that has now taken me to just Google search, so I'm not sure that's a thing. I'll test that later. Anders goes, yeah, I have always been a big fan of SEMrush, so S-E-M-R-U-S-H, for competitive analysis. Just a quick view and you can see what's up both on organic and paid. My favorite tool for the bigger trends is Google Trends. So yeah, just Google Google Trends and you'll get that one. That one's easy. Julia Vice responds saying SEMrush is a good tool, but it really sucks for regional. Many of my clients actually can't show up in its data because it's a country because it's countrywide. That makes it seriously ineffective for Quebec or any region specific program. Ah yeah, and Anders goes, yeah, you always need the volume. And I, even the, even the, um, the paid version, I think SEMrush should be able to get the data for some regional stuff. That is interesting. Steve Gibson goes SPYFU initially, so S-P-Y-F-U. But after that, doing actual searches in our keywords is, in my opinion, more informative. Rosh responds saying general Google search, SPYFU, SEMrush, and search of volume reports in the ad platform. And yeah, in response to Steve Gibson about SpyFu, Robert Brady goes, do you use VPN to stimulate the location or are you using the ad preview tool? And we've got Julie going, I use iSearchFrom. So that's iSearchFrom.com. Literally, let's go to another link I will I will give you. And that means you can actually indicate the country language device. And if you, if you do the search, it will show you what the searches will look like for that area so that's very interesting i wonder whether how deep dive you can go into it it says country language i don't think we have like cities or states or anything like that but that sounds like a very good tool anyway we have online advertising a be going spy food sam rush are great for competitive analysis or simply doing google searches if you don't have the budget we also then have Imagio, Imagio, responding saying moat.com is quite an inter- interesting tool to spy on competitor display creative. Interesting, moat.com, so M-O-A-T.com. And so next we go to Sophie Logan's answer to question one, ta-da-tat, Sophie. She goes, yes, and for our SaaS clients, it's something I touch on every month. That that industry is so damn competitive. Oh yeah, working for a SaaS company myself. I know how competitive we are. Alex Nicole responds saying, I do them if I'm looking for areas of opportunity or need some help strategizing. I try not to put too much weight in it though, because I don't want to just copy what someone else is doing. Also, just because someone else is doing it doesn't mean it's working. Sean Ellie responds saying, yes, we don't have a set cadence, but usually at the very least are looking at auction insight changes and CPC's impression share on the regular, then go more in depth as needed. And um, we have Ashton Clark as well coming with a late answer to question one, Ashton. <laughs> he goes, yes, we check on auction insights throughout the month. We also do more in-depth analysis with formal deliverables, but only every six to 12 months, roughly. I'd love to do it more frequently though, as of now, they just tend to be in response to a rising CPC or other trend. Yeah, that's how I do it for a lot of brands when I was at agency side. Julie then responds to question two saying, I'm a bit, I'm 
a big fan of doing actual searches to see what searches are likely seeing, auction insights for Google Ads, ads library for Facebook, tools like SEMrush and SpyFu can also fill in gaps. Fraser Andrews goes, this is so bad of me, but I always tend to neglect actually searching, says the Google Ads manager, <laughs> because it's built into me to tell clients to not search for their own ads. Julie goes, I want to have a clear picture of what a searcher is likely to see so I can see how our ads stack up against other choices on the screen. I think, yeah, if you do incognito, Fraser, that's why I feel you need to be telling your clients if they do incognito search, that I believe does not affect impressions or maybe it does affect impressions and just doesn't show it as a known impressions. Ah, that's a confusing one, whether to do a search for yourself or not. Either side of that one. I think I'd like to do a poll on that. You know, even for competitor analysis, is it wise to do searches? I love discussions. Julie then goes, yeah, the Fraser goes, yeah, well, Fraser first says, makes complete sense stealing this for next time in terms of having a clear picture of what a searcher is likely to see so I can see how our ads stack up against the other choices on the screen. Julie then continues saying, if you think of it as putting yourself in the searcher's shoes and present it that way, it can be very powerful. Fraser goes, love it. I love it too. And Fraser then answers question two, saying SpyFu is always my favorite. Julia Weiss goes, most auction insights and the fa Facebook ads library, plus all the broadcast tools we have access to. Online Advertising Academy goes SpyFu and Sam Rush. And shameless plug from Julie saying, we have links on PPC chat where you can sign up for tools. And a lot of the tools have been mentioned already and support PPC chat at the same time. So that's official ppcchat.com forward slash support ppc chat so support hyphen support <laughs> support hyphen ppc hyphen chat yeah go on the official ppc chat and you will see that it's one of the main links on the navigation bar right at the top of official ppc chat so just check that out if my rambling got, got you a bit confused. Hector responds to question one saying, yes, absolutely mandatory. I tried to get the list of competitors as the first thing while onboarding new clients. On a frequent basis in the PPC platform dashboard, I keep looking at search impression share to get the idea of how competitors are performing. Alex Nicole responds saying, I mostly use SEMrush for my competitive analysis. And Diana Alina responds most Mostly Google searches. Oh, I think I've said that. Julie gives another answer to question two, saying another old school method I love is to sign up for competitor emails and set up some kind of alert on their brand, products, etc. Can be Google alerts or in other programs to keep track of spikes in interest or chatter about competitors or even like, yeah, when they start announcing things, you know, make sure you don't use your an email address that, that is clear that you're, you're a competitor, maybe use a personal email address, but I think that would be good for brands to do. Julie then responds saying, you can set up a Gmail email for this purpose so you're not using your PPC email, exactly. Lawrence goes, I do this a lot. So yes, that's signing up for competitor email alerts, saying I do this a lot. I have an email I use that is literally just for competitions, email campaigns. This is low key, huge. <laughs> that sounds like an oxymoron, low key, huge. I think that's just massively huge. Sophie Logan goes, seeing how some of our competitors handling their leads has been so insightful for our clients. Julia Vice goes, Google alerts on competitors 
is gold. Gordon Campbell goes years ago, SEMrush had an amazing tool for this, but they discounted it, discontinued it even. You could basically type in any business name and it will spit out all their email sends. Their email sends, yikes. Yeah, that doesn't sound like a thing. That I, I imagine that broke a lot of GDPR rules, which is probably why they discontinued it. Lawrence Chase responds, each platform has a way to see other advertisers creative. I usually use those to see what they are doing. Auction Insights is helpful. SpyFu has been helpful with accounts. Optimizer does have an Auction Insight visualizer, which PPC Greg just linked also. We have John Kagan responding to question two saying we try and use Auction Insights the most, but we supplement it with a mix of SpyFu, SEMrush, and similar web and that's the handle similar web we have then have ashton clark responded to question two saying in each platform auction insights and ad transparency features like going to their social page and reviewing what ads are running outside of that mainly use semrush not sure if this is a tool but simply searching our keywords or reviewing the serps is helpful too yeah a lot of people have mentioned that as well and here's an answer that I love from Ekta. She goes, yes, I use so many tools for competitors research, re- re- reference to the tools list. And she did give one from either last week or two weeks ago's chat. And she goes, SEMrush, SpyFu, SparkToro, S-P-A-R-K-T-O-R-O, yes, at G2, at Capterra, Crunchbase, Google News, Google Alerts, of course, similar web. Product Hunt, Meet Apollo, Meta Ads Library, Reddit Groups, Zoom Info, Owl, Owler Inc., Owler Inc., so O-W-L-E-R-I-N-C. Those are all handles that I gave apart from Google Alerts, Meta Ads Library, and Reddit Group. All of those were alert Twitter handles. And yeah, many more. <laughs> she uses a lot of tools, which I think is useful to be in this in this industry. This is not quite a question and answer to a question, but Robert Brady puts, poses a very interesting thought here going, does anyone else have the situation where a client's list of competitors is entirely different than auction insights or other tools? And yes, this is what I was saying at the very beginning. What you think your competitors are might not actually be where your competitors are because competitors are the people in the same field of the keywords that your, your clients are bidding on. So there are two lists of competitors that you definitely should have. Amalia goes, yes, and I chalk it up to those other companies not understanding Google ads or match types, especially in local areas. Yes, it could be that as well. It's not who offers the same service. It's who's your comp- competition in the auction, apparently. Yes, perfectly. Julie responds saying, yes, often the competitors a brand thinks they have are not the same as who they are actually competing with in the digital space. And they don't often ever even think there might be a difference in what is happening in the digital space. Lawrence Chase goes, yes, you and Julia Weiss already said it, but it can be very different digitally versus traditionally. And sometimes, oddly, a lot of times brands have no idea who a lot of their competition are. Julia Weiss goes, yes, it's partially due to the nature of the industry. Digital competitors, as opposed to industry competitors, choose a good brand name, folks. Stop using just generic terms without a vowel for your damn damn startup. So me going PPC Live UK, is that a bad brand name, Julia Weiss? (laughs) 
<laughs> I feel bad. Ashton Clark goes, yes, we see this all the time. And whenever it happens, I make sure to discuss it on the next call so that they get those insights and can determine next steps from there. John Fig Kagan goes frequently. It's always the this is who I we identify as our competitors versus this is who is actually competing with you. <laughs> yeah. Sam goes, sometimes, other times it's a result of very stupid competition. I have an orthopedic client that constantly sees competition from dentists strange because they've never bothered to exclude non-relevant terms and because google thinks orthopedics are the same thing thing as orthodontics orthopedics and orthodontics are not the same diana goes yes it happens to me as well Catherine romero goes in my work with brands there are brand competitors the list they provide then there are sub competitors those are often two very different lists damon responds saying yes see it all the time as well sometimes it's niche players in big spaces sometimes it's auction insights just being weird and a lot of times they just don't truly know the full breadth of their competitors on a given term so yes competitors can be brand competitors or search term competitors that's is what really mainly leads to driving cpcs up and then we have sean ellie getting back onto the yeah answers to the question sean ellie responds to question two saying samrush auction inside ad preview tool can be helpful if you're running ads in different geos and then julie takes us on to question three going are there areas that you find matter ma- matter more now than in years past are there areas that you find matter more now than in years past if so what areas tend to be most impactful in competitive reporting and then yeah daniel vardy responds examples of what competitors are doing in social has become more prevalent sometimes it's hard to tell our clients we need better ads compare and contrast is really visually strong he continues i'd also add when looking at paid social we also look a lot more now at their organic socials as well a lot of times clients will think it's all about paid but they have to engage a lot more than just with ads so we can compare what they do to competitors rush responds other than copy offers and targeting i look at user experience and the way competitors are monetizing traffic very interesting and some of them are very clever steve gibson responds no it still offers copy and funnels anders responds yeah the mega trends have become more important you know pandemics war climate yikes yikes war when you live in a volatile uncertain complex and ambiguous world you have to look at the bigger picture Hector goes yeah then you have so many factors influencing outside the advertising platform to consider sometimes it goes in the opposite ways as well if you have ever experienced competitors click frauds attacks or your comp- competitors using different tactics to sustain and as good oh, absolutely i'm expecting a lot of a lot of that in the future as the platforms grow more opaque fraud is likely to flourish unfortunately actor goes yeah you can use various tools like click guard or block ips but you will still get so many irrelevant data in leads generation simply especially from countries you can't exclude on ad platforms and then we have julia vice responding to question three saying this is pretty me specific but election transparency ads are ad life 
in the public sector. So fraught, so very, very fraught. Hector Response gives another answer to question two, saying, you want to see the full funnel competitors marketing plan? Feel free to try this hack. I have a burner email. Use it, use it to sign up to their newsletters. You can use it to see all the different messaging and audience segments. I'm not sure how you see the segments she continues, since you have visited your competitor's website, they will target you on their website and you can see their ads. Save the ad if you see it on the socials or click a few times so that you can go in their retargeting list. From there, you can monitor everything that you want. Sometimes you can use some tools to extract some interesting data. Interesting. What are those tools? And yeah, Lawrence Chase responds saying, sorry, Greg had me down the rabbit hole with that link. I think it has been same overall for me. We have, we want to see if brands are pushing harder, their offers, copy imagery, new players in the markets, new products. Julie responds saying comparing messaging is so important today and it always has been, but saturation and competition are much higher these days. You have to assume potential customer will see ads and landing pages for at least one competitor. You need to be better, more compelling. And then we've then got Alex Nicole responding to question three, saying, not really, to be honest, despite how much PPC has changed since I started, my competitive analysis has remained pretty much the same. Still looking at things like potential keywords and ad messaging. Ashton Clark responds to question three, saying impression share or position above rating auction insights is usually an impactful one for clients. Seeing that a competitor is showing more often or higher than us lights a bit of a fire to make adjustments, test new strategies, add budgets, etc. And then we have Hector responding to question three saying, if you're asking for specifically PPC, I check four main metrics, topic and interest, one, two, location, three, buyer intent of their keywords for offer and messaging versus the location. If you're working with different locations for the same brand, Julie goes in response to and as well, he said, yeah, the mega trends have become more important. You know, pandemics, war, climate. When you live in a volatile, uncertain, complex world, you have to look the, look at the bigger picture. Julie goes, this is a great point. You need to weave the macro into your competitive analysis. Ashton gives another answer to question three, saying others have mentioned this too, but looking at messaging or creative on social is a big one as well. That said, I try not to focus as much on that because I don't want to just do what everyone else is doing. And then we have Meet Cabra responding to question three saying, looking at what creative looks like on Facebook side of things has become incre increasingly important. Some brands are doing some really cool stuff. Also looking at messaging, ad copy and landing page language. Julia Vice goes, yes, I work with an appliance retailer and while Amazon doesn't actually sell major appliances yet, they're in my auction. <laughs> yeah, the live long, the, the live long day. Oh, they're ill. They're in my auction all the live long day. And my QSR client is not McDonald's. So by definition, competitive. And then I'm going to give Julie's question four and question five, because I think they go well together. And yeah, Twitter tweet deck has been annoying in terms of showing the questions in order. Anyway, so question four goes, do you provide PPC services for a highly competitive industry or industries? If so, what is your biggest challenge competitively? And then to question five, she goes, if you are doing PPC for more niche 
or less competitive or less established industry? What are your biggest challenges competitively? To question fours, yeah, Rosh answers, yes, I do. Finance is one of the most competitive industries with insane CPC. The biggest challenge is the spike in average CPC finding a middle ground keeps me on my toes all the time. Lawrence goes, finance is super competitive. Yeah, especially like insurance, life insurance. I've seen CPCs being like 20 pounds. Ridiculous. Finance is super competitive, big budgets and deep pockets for the biggest players. Definitely not for the weak heart. <laughs> LOL. Rosh goes, oh yeah, Lawrence, three digit CPCs is normal and a couple hundred thousand spent per day is not abnormal. Three digit CPCs. Wow. Lawrence goes, if you work for finance or legal, no other PPC account seems more expensive anymore. Julia Vice goes, pro tip, local plumbers, you will swoon at the cost of these clicks. Truly, you'll get the vapors. Robert goes, professional services like HVAC are insane too. Julie goes, I had a client in that space years ago and the CPCs were unreal. I can only imagine what they are now. Dave Galigos goes, right, but getting the one class action mesothelioma list. Mesothelioma? That sounds like a health condition. Is that a medical <laughs> thing? Some really interesting answers there. What are some more answers to question four? Daniel Vardy goes, I think every industry we're going to be on is competitive, to be honest. If there isn't competition, you've got to deal likely with low surge volume and awareness. The really high competition, you're dealing with more with increasing CPCs while having less insight with less levers. And then Julia Vice responds to question four saying, yes, I work with an appliance retailer. And while Amazon doesn't actually sell major appliances yet, they're in my auction all the live long day. And my QSR client is not McDonald's. So by definition, competitive. John Kagan responds saying, yes, but the onslaught of competition is very seasonal. Example, flu season for hospi hospital networks, Medicare for insurance, accounting for tax season. Yeesh. Julie Vice responds to question five as well saying, also yet my public sector or utility clients are very niche and have specific needs in terms of communication, ever flight or for search or volume against conspiracy theorists. They have all the time in the world. To question five, John Kagan goes, accepting the obscene inflation we've seen from the engines on CPC since April, like there's literally no logical reason for our brand CPCs to be increasing three times when there is actually no competition. Julie then goes on to question five saying, even if your industry isn't highly competitive, your CPCs are likely rising, which kind of defies logic, but automation is pushing CPCs higher. Don't see trend stopping. Being judicious about what you're targeting becomes more important. Research helps illuminate. Lawrence then goes on to question four saying, Lawrence answers question four even, saying, oh yeah, big time budgets and offers can be pretty competitive. We have all seen big retailers like Amazon and Walmart sell for less and take the loss to gain market share. Also, their advertising spends are massive. So yeah, competitive spaces with companies that do not care about profit, that's always tough. Hector goes, yes, I do. Rising CPC and CPR concerns, but I work with highly volatile industries, those which are not usually freely allowed on the ad platforms. Here, the main competitor's concern is they have heck a lot of money to spend and do everything to defame your brand. To defame? What are people doing? Steve Gibson responds, yes, the biggest challenge is having clients who A, are simply being outbid by competitors and B, don't have the willingness to address the reasons why. 
And then Hector responds to question five, saying the main concern with this is that you have to scratch the ground, burn your money and resources to figure out what works. Yes, that she's got it right on the money. I feel Hector really, really is getting this paid search thing. She, I'd love her to give a talk. <laughs> anyway, less competition means opportunity as well as unknown risks. You get to find the best and tackle the worst to get the maximum profits. Um, Dave Galigua's response, I second rising CPCs being exported, exporting walled garden audiences to other platforms to remarket to bring the overall CPAs down. Ashton, and then Ashton Clark responds to question five saying other than higher CPCs, closed variant matching is challenging. It's not necessarily because auctions are more competitive, but it seems like a lot more competitor queries are matching to our keywords, including branded terms have to be very on top of our negatives and with that last answer there we have come to the end of this chat and yeah some really great insights about competition great tools shared and yeah just like you know if you guys are if for those working in finance uh, with finance brands or finance clients or accounting clients anyone yeah anywhere in finance Good luck with those, those ridiculous CPCs. But yeah, I hope you've taken some great takeaways from that chat. And I hope you join us for Thursdays, Twitter Spaces. Again, we're back to Thursdays for Twitter Spaces. You can continue the chat on there if you'd like to. For any feedback about the podcast or even some corrections or anything that has been shared, do get in touch with me on my Twitter DMs are slightly open i started getting added to random group chats about people trying to offer me you know amazon side hustles and i'm like okay i need to stop that so ask me to open up my dms to you if it's a if it's a worthwhile query about anything i've said on this i would be happy to hear from you we also do have a ppc chat roundup group on linkedin so if you'd like to join us on there to we'd love to hear your thoughts it'll also be great for long-standing members and brand new listeners to give the podcast a rating or review it really helps for the growth strategy and yeah you can do it on spotify or apple or spotify you can just you know leave a rating four out of five five out of five if you'd like even so just go on there that will be much appreciated and also gotta plug the ppc live uk that is happen on happening on the 24th of november is at the shard again it was such a brilliant turnout last time we've got another brilliant four speakers petya carolina torres russell mccarthy nicholas huber um so yeah some great talks there two of them are ceos of companies russell has already given me insight that he's going to be talking about lifetime value and how you can implement that in your organization and figure out what li the important lifetime value metrics for your clients anyway finally remember for your campaigns and businesses to glide smoothly there's a lot of hard work needed beneath the surface so keep your swans kicking bye and speak to you next week